0: Welcome to False Bottom Girls, a podcast about the wonderful, yet sometimes confusing world of beer and brewing.
1: Hi, I'm Rachel Hudson, owner of Pilot Brewing and an Advanced
0: Cicerone. Hi, I'm Jen Blair, sensory expert, home brewer, and Advanced Cicerone. Welcome everyone to this episode of False Bottom Girls. I am Jen. That is Rachel.
1: I'm Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm introduce myself. I know. I was just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just explaining to
0: everyone who the other person is.
1: Ah, uh, I actually really like how you take control of our friendship. Like, I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to like plan shit. Like, I'm like, where are we going next? She's like, this way. I'm like, yes, someone
0: else. <laughs> right. Anyway. Yes, that's. Um, I'm glad that you appreciate that because I there's one thing that I love. It is control.
1: I just don't know who's taking care of you. I know, right? <laughs>
0: yes so it's um funny today we're talking about the great american beer festival uh specifically judging Mm -hmm. um we were both judges this year this was my third year judging this was rachel's first year judging Uh, but i had two other friends or actually three other friends who were judging this year and if you are astrology people you will appreciate this conversation if you are not you can skip forward like a minute or so (laughs) Um, but I am a Libra. I'm very much a Libra. <laughs> one of my friends who was judging is also very much a Libra, and we like we joke a lot about um, you know just the the two of us and our personalities and the things that we have in common. And there was actually one day last year, she and I were talking about something, and I mentioned something that like my that my husband did, and she was like, "Is he a Taurus?" <laughs> and i was like he is a taurus and she's like my husband is a taurus too. <laughs> Weirdest. <laughs> right. So yeah, so we are those people that like when it benefits us we're like whoa, we're totally libras. Um, <laughs> which is also probably a very libra thing, but uh our friend is a leo and i That's me. Okay. There you <laughs> go. Also... Yes,
1: right. You are also a leo. I'm also a leo.
0: See, look at that. Um <laughs> And again, in probably very typical Libra fashion, I don't know that much about what other signs are like. I just, I'm like an expert in mine and that's it. (laughs) But one thing that we often joke about is how Libras don't like to make decisions. And so when we knew that we were all going to be, you know, in Colorado at the same time, we were like, well, thank God that we have a Leo with us, because if you leave it up to the two (laughs) Libras, we will not decide like don't ask us where we want to eat. Don't, you know, don't ask us what we're hungry for or what we want to do because we'll just like waffle back and forth forever. So you make the decision. We will be happy with it.
1: Well, for you and me, it's opposite and I right. like it. I like it. Excellent. Well, that wraps up the
0: astrology yes. astrology corner.
1: <laughs> now I'm going to um, ask all of my future judge partners like what their sign is Hi, Rachel. what's your sign
0: oh i like that i think this is i think you're onto something but now i have can... to like
1: research what doesn't
0: work well with me right we yeah. yes but i do like this uh signing judges <laughs> by astrological signs
1: all the leos at one table will either get along swimmingly or we'll all hate each other right <laughs> that's what i've learned about leos we either right. like each other or hate each other <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly yeah and so yeah all the libras would just be like well i don't know which one do you think should be first place. <laughs> but then also be like
1: um, "But definitely not this okay one. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah between these two which one do you think should be first right. place <laughs> right
0: and literally i would be like oh i don't know whichever one you whichever one you like is fine <laughs> with me um which is something i do actually do quite a bit as a judge because at the end of the day it's like especially at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at the end of the day, but yeah, like first round judging, you know, I'm not going to argue with you over third place beer. That's not that if this is a third place beer in the first round, it is not going anywhere. Like whatever, just include whatever you want. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So as I mentioned, uh, this year, Rachel and I were both judges in the great American beer festival. I judged in phase one, which was the first phase, and Rachel judged in phase three, which was the last phase. Yep, uh, which means that there were three phases of judging. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my my third year doing this. So I have judged a JBF only at the Brewers Association warehouse.
1: Yeah, which during is the it pandemic, Louisville. Louisville. Louisville, Louisville, Louis, not Louis, Louisville, right. Colorado. If it's in
0: Colorado, it's Louisville. And, um, I, the first year I judged was 2020. So that was, you know, during the pandemic. And since then I have, they've started, they've moved to doing phased judging, uh, as opposed to the pre-pandemic model was, I think it was like three days or so. Yeah. Three or four days,
1: like the week of GABF. Also, I you know, I made a comment to one of the judges how I was like, God, it's really impressive. They used to do this in like three or four days before COVID. He's like, it was also h- half the beers. He's oh, like, yeah. it's really, really the past three years. I guess maybe they've also ma- got more judges, expanded the styles, let more entries go in or whatever. He's like, but the past three years, it's just doubled the amount of right. entries. I was like, geez.
0: That's true. That's, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. I didn't that. realize.
1: Right, right. Right. But so, yeah, so they have the three phases. Gosh, how many judges do you think were in your phase? In my phase, maybe maybe 60. Okay. I can't it's hard for me to really remember. I uh, over a hundred. I want to feel like 120, 130 in my phase. Yeah, Something I think like that,
0: that so I'm trying to think. So the way that the warehouse is set up is there's 12 tables. So what's 12 times five? That's 60, right? Mm.
1: Yeah. So there's like 20, almost 30 tables at the, uh during phase three.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. With so with like six had,
1: judges each.
0: Yeah. We had um, 12 tables dividing the room six and six with about five judges. Yeah. At each table. So definitely much smaller. And um, yeah. So, I mean, the way that it is set up or I guess maybe we can start with talking about like the application process how do you get
1: Yeah. G- yeah, how, how do you even become a judge? You can't just sign up. You got to you got to apply. Gosh, yeah. It, like we were just talking about this before we started recording how I applied. I was like I just really don't remember, but Jen sent me a link to apply that she had and I don't think you do that anymore. I think from what we know a little bit of research before this episode it looks like you just Go contact someone at the Brewers Association from an info email that you can find on their website. Yes, and ask them how to apply.
0: (laughs) Right, Chris Williams is the new director of the of competition. So he does Mm -hmm. JBF World Beer Cup, and this year at least he also did the National Homebrew Competition, I believe. Oh, okay. And he took over from Chris Swersey, who had been running JBF for something like twenty five years. Yeah. So. With the application process, like Rachel said, the best we can tell is getting in contact with Chris Williams at the Brewers Association. And I I only say that because since he took over, I don't know if the application process looks different than when I applied, which was in 2019. So I was on the wait list for only about a year before I got in. Typically, they say that the wait list is three to five years. I usually tell people just go ahead and apply anyway because you might get in sooner.
1: Also, um, I feel like COVID not. really messed with that timeline too. I feel like a lot of people kind of stopped judging, at least during the COVID years too. Mm-hmm. So they needed more judges. And I feel like right. once you're in, they'll invite you to come back the next year. You don't have um, to reapply.
0: Right. As long don't as have you are to good, reapply.
1: as long as you are a good judge, right? You don't know, have
0: your, to. On your best behavior. You don't have to reapply, but you won't necessarily get invited back every year. Some years you get invited and some years you don't. Oh, um, man, and I, I I know I'm people who didn't get invited this year who are, you know, career GABF judges.
1: <gasps> I would be so sad if I didn't get invited next year. I
0: think when you do it enough, it doesn't, it's like, you know, what, whatever, some years you get invited, some years you don't. True. Um, and I, they, to at least... Again, this was pre-pandemic, would try each year for about 10% new judges yeah. that they would cycle in. So that's also where you get like, you know, like Rachel said, there's there are some people who have retired from judging. Um, and then they've got like they've got a big pool of people, but they try to at least, I think it's at least 10% of yeah. new judges each year. And the application process itself is pretty easy, at least it was when we applied. It's basically a survey monkey link that you you know you put in what your credentials are. You have to have three letters of recommendation from other GABF judges or from judges who. I think it has to be at least a certain rank, um, but I'm actually not sure about that. I
1: I, uh, I think it's just someone that you've just judged with before that can speak to your, you know, temperament. Cause like one of mine, I think you were a reference for me, mm-hmm. and then Chad at the head brewer Noda, which is not he's not a certified judge at anything. He's a great like he'd be fine at judging. He's just you know what I mean through BJCP. And then Jeremy at Protagonist, and he's not certified anything. Right.
0: Yeah, I think you're right because mine. I think I had a Grandmaster BJCP judge. Um, I had. I want to say I had Bill Simpson from Aroxa was one of mine. And then nice I don't flex. recall who my, yeah, I don't recall who my third person
1: was. Yeah, it You're was. You're like, I don't need a third one. Bill's good for two. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is people who can speak to your ability and also your demeanor. And um, yeah, that's, you know, like Aroxa knows knows yeah. who I am as a as a taster. Yeah and yeah then it was you know beyond that you just got an email one day saying you were invited and at least that was my experience i know that some people have will like email to follow up and stuff and i believe if you like they're once you apply they're not like gatekeeping uh, well not in necessarily in this way but
1: like you can email and
0: say hey, oh, like yeah, yeah. kind of where am I in the process? And they'll let
1: you know. Like they. I remember them letting me know like, hey, your application's been accepted. Um, You're on the wait list. We'll get back mm-hmm. to you whenever we're ready right. for you. And I right. think that was probably about a year on the wait list. Um, probably about six months before my application got accepted or something. I can't really right. remember.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, that's... You know, that's that's pretty much the process. And if you're listening to this, I would encourage you to go ahead and apply. And mm-hmm. don't don't think that you're not qualified. And I, I say that for several reasons, but the you know, at the competition, I would say one of the most important things at this competition and really any other big competition is speed. You have to Mm -hmm. be able to be quick. So for instance, at JBF, you might have a flight of 10 beers that you will, and we're talking like first round. So if you have a flight of 10 beers, you know, you're expected to have score sheets filled out and have discussed those beers and selected which beers will be moving on to the next round in less than an hour. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm usually around probably like three minutes per score sheet. So it moves really quickly. And it's important that you be, that you are able to be quick. Mm
1: -hmm. I say
0: that there are people who are not quick, who are still invited back each year, but generally speaking, being able to write a lot and write quickly are two, you know, very important skills to have. Yeah.
1: I remember being a little worried, you know, before the first session, just being like, oh, I hope I do good enough, you know, because- it's a, it's a lot of beers, a lot of beers, like right. easily tasting like maybe 50-60 beers a day. Right. And they do a really good job of spacing it out and, and stuff like that. So like you are, I wouldn't as a you know brewer, I wouldn't worry about that. You're getting good feedback, you're getting a good chance at your beer. But um guy, like I'm just gonna say it. I'm sorry guys, but some of y'all need to speed the fuck up. Like it's I'm like year one. And I'm doing a pretty good job, I think. And, you know, that's the one thing, too. Everybody has a different palate. Everything's subjective. There were multiple times that, because, you know, when you are judging this beer, there's two other people judging the same flight of beer as I am. We do it silently, and then we talk about it, and we collectively decide, like, three to move forward. And there are plenty of times when everyone was right on the same page, like, dump, dump, dump. And there's some, a couple times where, palette preferences just kind of would make a little debate about this or that but like i don't you don't need to like just write down a couple things that are good feedback and like let's move on like (laughs) we're not you don't have to write a novel or think about a novel to write two sentences (laughs) worth of it was a little frustrating because you're just like come on like the it's so easy to be like, okay, this has this wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. We don't need to analyze every single malt hop yeast component in this beer when it's so obvious that it's got diacetyl, you know, right, right. stuff like that. And and not everyone did, but every once in a while, like there was even one time where uh, I was judging with Julia Hertz at one of the tables and we kept going back and forth in a good way. We're like, this beer is really good for this. This really, and we were not picking a medal winner. We were just like, what are we doing? just here right. <laughs> like, we can't they, they're both great beers we can easily eliminate one reason for the another like it was almost a a, 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 toss, a coin toss which you hate to hear too as a brewer because but as you get down to certain wires like this is not even the metal winner around like let let's let another set of judges go in on those beers and determine which is better but right and i know at a couple of my tables
0: there were people who were slow and not leaving what i would think of as good feedback it wasn't as good as my feedback Um yeah. and i don't say that like in a <laughs> way but i wrote more than clean you know on yeah, on the two lines you, you of this and you we expect,
1: were like i guess i was expecting to be the worst
0: <laughs> like for year one
1: judging you know
0: <laughs> like, right and we were talking about this before we started recording there was one table where you know the judge was slower and again not slow but slow for gabf judging for you know for a fast paced environment yeah and their feedback was really sparse but they wanted to talk with me about this here are all the things i got in this beer and i was like don't the, the brewer doesn't see this conversation we're having. You should be writing yeah. these things on your score sheet so they see what you're saying because you're you're getting more perceptions than just clean. So don't like don't and also what is taking you so long if if all you're yeah. writing is clean? <laughs> and and like don't that's fine. There's some things that we can discuss, but yeah, we don't need to have a philosophical discussion about every beer. We have other things to do here today and also the brewer doesn't see this conversation so why are we talking about it when you could be writing that down because that's where the real value is Mm -hmm. so rachel i know that you had said you wanted to talk a little bit about this but from the brewer's perspective as someone who has won a gold medal at GABF, that was this year that was this year I can't believe we got this
1: far in before we even mentioned. I, well, now that you brought it up, I'm going to tell my story, but man, it was like, we're sitting in the auditorium. We had also entered traditional Goza, which we named just Goza because we do that. And then, so that category had popped up before Blackberry Goza, only like two categories before. So, you know, I'm sitting there and I just, I can't, look at the screen anymore i just i can't do it (laughs) i can't look at the stupid announcements i have to hear it right so i'm sitting there and i'm like looking at the floor something's shaking and i hear you know bronze goes by silver goes by and this is regular traditional goza and in my mind once silver goes by like i'm out like i'm done like there's no way i'm getting (laughs) so then like gold comes up and they're like goza and i'm like oh like I start to flip out and it's for another brewery and I was like god duh, oh that one was too much it was too much you know so then then uh, contemporary goes a category comes up and I'm like fool me once uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm again I'm not looking at the screen I refuse to look you know bronze goes by silver goes by and I'm mentally out and then and then I'm still looking at the floor like refusing to look up anywhere and they're like Blackberry Goza, and I'm like, no, not gonna fool me, not gonna fool me. Everybody around me is up cheering because they can all see on the screen that it says fucking Pilot Brewing, but I am looking <laughs> at the floor. I... <laughs> so, and then I'm like, everyone is up and like, you know, jumping up and down. I'm still in my seat looking at the floor, like. And then I was like, okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> like, okay, I accept it. I accept, I accept it. <laughs> I was like the last person to cheer afterwards. People were like, yeah, I turned around. You're just sitting there. I was like, I was processing. Okay. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was sitting under the uh, hood dryer at my hair salon and I had already told the, like the person washing my hair because I was, you know, I was getting my hair colored and I'm sitting there and I, was, I already told my stylist when I got there, look at noon, I'm watching this like i'm watching this award simmer she knows that i'm in beer so you know i explained like here's what's going on but it was like my friend has a bunch of beers entered i know other people who have beers entered and i'm like i'm just gonna watch this so even when we went back for them to like wash the color out of my hair i was still just watching it on my phone and i was like (laughs) like i had to explain to that person also this is what i'm doing like I'm not just a complete asshole who's going to watch my phone while you're like washing my hair. Yeah. Um, and you know I was like if if this is in the way or bothering you just tell me. That's fine. Yeah. But like my I I'm watching for my friend. And so I was sitting under the dryer and I didn't have my headphones with me, so I couldn't hear it. I was just <laughs> watching it and like so I had to wait for the screen to show me who won. And so, yeah, I was sitting there and, you know, I knew, like, I knew what categories pilot was in and I knew that this was one of the categories and, you know, like on the YouTube live stream, it will show like the screen, but then like it shows Chris doing the announcements and then it shows, you know, wow. Peace taking pictures with brewers and back, stuff. And yeah. all of a sudden, like it comes back to the screen and it says Blackberry goes to pilot brewing company. I was just like, yes. <laughs> 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 sitting in this quiet hair salon under the (laughs) dryer and all of a sudden I'm just like yeah (laughs) (laughs) I think people are looking at me I'm like she won she won (laughs) remember remember what I explained to you earlier right like can you can you go around and tell everybody else who I just freaked out like what's going on
1: oh god it was such a relief too because god it is the worst roller coaster of emotions waiting for that and we're like we we're freaks about it like we 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 get all the charlotte breweries to sit with us we sit in the same spot of the same of the auditorium each year yep. because it's done well for us <laughs> like right very superstitious <laughs> and man finally when we finally won I was like, oh, such a relief, like standing up there, getting getting my medal. And I come back and I'm sitting next to Chad, who's the head brewer at Noda, who has experienced this many times. Right. And I was just like, finally, I sit down and I was just like, Yeah, that's a fucking relief. And he won too, right? I was like, that's fucking relief, right? He's like, Yeah. He's like, I'm always (laughs) okay when I don't, but it's so much better when I do. I was like, I know. Right. Especially when you keep winning. I've won seven medals this year. Do you know how hard it is to go to GABF and be like, what if I don't win? Like, fuck. Like, what is that going to say about me? Nothing. Right. (laughs) Nothing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because that's that's something that I always think about too is like people, you don't know who entered, right? So, uh, except I think World Beer Cup. World Beer Cup will tell you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But But you you don't know who entered and
0: most people who enter don't win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 300 medals were awarded. 9,000 entries nine like 9,500 some yeah yeah
0: yeah and most people don't win And and some people take
1: two home two medals and that's every year like and there's so many great beers I can't tell you how many times during judging we would not pass a beer but the reason would be like this is a great beer there's just some better examples of the style right right
0: and it gets very granular Oh yeah. Sometimes
1: like what, what is the first place? What is the second place? Oh yeah. It's like, what was it? Oh, this is funny. So day two. All right. This is like a total head brewer thing to do, but I had no idea what beers we entered. Like I did at the time, but I just, it was not on my mind. There's seven of them. It's uh, I was just not thinking right. So day two in the morning, I judged round two and metal winner round. I'm going to share this story because this is how much it just doesn't matter. But of American Pilsner, and I entered American Pilsner, and I didn't even realize it till after lunch, and I was like, "Oh, uh, I was like, shit, I totally did the medal winner round." And hey, hey, let let me get this. Let me just break this down for everyone a little bit. American Pilsner category. Let me check. I have it right here on my phone. Had one hundred and forty eight entries. 148 entries so round one consists of 148 beers going to multiple judges So let's say we, there's a table of six we divide three and three three on one side of the table gets a round of beers three on the other side of the table gets a round of beers that are different than our round and then each group of three pushes three forward and then all those go to the round two or whatever and so this is a hundred you know there, there's a lot of judges going. Uh, you know, you do the math like 148 divided by three. You know, that's a lot of judges tasting a lot of different beers, doing that same thing again around two. And then round three, I guess I was at the table for round three, it's just six of us, but all six of us put forward those three same beers. Right. So there's a lot of people judging these beers, putting the same ones forward, right. You know, in in agreement. So they And when you enter your beer as a brewer and you're also a judge, they tried to do a good job of not putting you in that category. But everyone's human and makes mistakes. There there was a bunch of people who were switching up categories. You know, it wasn't just me. I just happened to not notice. So I'm like eating lunch and I'm texting my husband. And I was like, yeah, I, I did a medal winner for American Pilsner. He's like, Rachel, we entered that. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, we did. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll tell some someone. And I like finished lunch. I'm like, okay, time to go get my buck on. He's like, Rachel, we entered that category. I was like, oh God. Let me go tell someone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and they and I they do. So- that's that's yeah. happened to me before where I um judged a category where my brewery had a beer entered and I judged it. And didn't realize it until the score sheets got circulated and I saw my judge number. So that's the other thing. Judging is done blind. Yeah. So you're given a judge number and you don't know unless somebody says, here's my judge number. And like mm. I usually, if I'm, I don't usually post anything with my judge number on it, but I'll like black it out or something. Yeah. Um, but I realized, like, oh, yeah, I, I judged that one, which I mean, the, Beer was mediocre anyway. I would have yeah. told them that, but um, it yeah, does. My, mine did not win. In case Wait, it, was happen, curious. Yeah. it happens <laughs> Which from is time good, to time. Uh... And yeah, and like Rachel said, when you've got a table where everybody's judging juicy, hazy, strong pale ales, like they all taste the same pretty much in the same way. So it's not particularly in categories like that. It's. Yeah easier it's not for me it doesn't seem like it's as big of a deal if something like that happens for you as opposed to like if you are doing the contemporary gosa and you're like oh this blackberry gosa is really good yeah exactly like it's
1: it's a lot categories like that like with a fruited like specialty blender vice or contemporary gosa that would have been a little bit more of a big deal but american pilsner and i gotta say like i also did american light lager or just American lager, not light lager, but both categories, lots of really good beers. Like Mm -hmm. I was kind of like when we got American lager, I I got to judge that with John Palmer. Side note, note, that was pretty cool. And I was like, all right, all right, this is gonna be fun. And I was like, this is gonna be easy. There's gonna be like 50 with defects, right? Uh Uh-uh, no, like it was hard. Yeah, we we had to like, you know, there was like, maybe we had like a flight of 12 and there was like three or four that we immediately took out, but the rest we really debated on that's awesome um john palmer is also a super nice guy in general also a really nice guy to judge with. very agreeable might be a libra (laughs) (laughs) yeah i
0: one of the years that i judged um we were doing a second round and uh the one of the people at the table was like, well, I entered this. Um, so I don't know if I should judge this because that might be a conflict. And they were like, okay, we'll check. And they came back and they're like, there's no conflict. <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> which you know it's just like, well, son of a bitch. But Your also, make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I've had that happen before where I've been asked to judge like best of show so something where I have things entered and I'm like, hey, I can do it, but I just want to make sure like, and it's also kind of like, I just want to make sure that I can tee hee. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you can.
1: <laughs> and I'm just like. Get down for that. All oh, right. Fine, <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm just like, okay, fine. But I don't like any of the beers on the table.
1: <laughs> I know there was when I had to get my bot category switched. I had such an easy day. Like, so round one just so everyone knows we're filling out score sheets we're writing down feedback we're really diving into it round two and three or four there are no score sheets we're as a group deciding we're tasting which ones go for making our own little notes and that's it um so yeah like when i had to switch out of the, the that afternoon i had all round twos and threes and then i got all round ones and i was like oh yeah <laughs> I had like such easy styles too, like Bach and then like Wood and Barrel aged Stout, and then then I got switched to Schlusly Berliner American Brown Ale, and Brett and Mixed Culture Beer. I was like all round one. I was like, man, yeah. I'm sorry, I just I, I lied. I did not enter Bach category. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I'm back. Right, right.
0: Yeah, that's always. Um but it was good practice. It's always nice when like you get your, so you get your judging assignment when you check in every morning. So you don't know what you're judging until you get there, but um, you get your judging assignment for the day. And it's usually three flights in the morning, three flights in the afternoon. And yeah, when you've got like that first round is your last flight of the day, it's kind of like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but on the flip side, I have also, and this happened this year as well, being at a fast table and like, we had like a round one and then a round two and then a metal round. And, you know, we f- finished round one and we had to wait for all the other tables for yeah. our round two. There was still, they were doing first round judging. And so we yeah. had to wait for, all of the other tables to finish for them to get those beers ready to bring to us. And they were also like the super slow table. So it was like all of us sitting around truly for probably an hour and a half waiting for that next round Uh, because that was something else, you know, they're very, and this is, this is great, but they're very much like no phones. Don't take pictures. Don't post about what, about what categories you've judged until after the competition and uh my friends who were there for the first time this year had asked like how strict are they about the phone thing and I was like you know between the rounds there's so much waiting around that they're Mm -hmm. not I didn't see anybody like enforcing the cell phone use because it's like if if you're waiting an hour for your flight like what else are you going to do talk to the people around you no yeah well yeah you
1: don't want to be loud either
0: Right. And but yeah, yeah. I, so generally during like, I was definitely running judging, my
1: business <laughs> during my breaks. So I was like, eh, oh man, checking on right. emails. During
0: active judging, you're not using your phone, but yeah, like between the breaks, it was, it was just like what there, yeah. and especially like in Louisville, it's like, there's, we're in a warehouse in the middle of a field. Like I go out and look at the prairie dogs a lot, because there were a ton of prairie dogs. And that's like my favorite part of judging at the warehouse, but then you're not at your table. And unless somebody at your table, like, has your number or something, like, if your next flight is ready, you don't know unless you're back inside. Um,
1: so, yeah, yeah, there's
0: there's a lot of waiting around between. Yeah, particularly you were at the warehouse, the too.
1: Rounds. I hear most, I have not been to the warehouse, but everyone that I judged with who had judged there hated it. Because uh, we're also, so I, I judged phase three, so I judged at the convention center. Mm-hmm. which is where the festival is being held, which is my hotel across the street. And bonus, you're in the city. There are things to do. Right. <laughs> like I hear the warehouse, you basically get a, they have a shuttle for the, ho- in the morning that gets you from the hotel to the warehouse, not much to do Yeah, out there.
0: This year was the first year they actually had a shuttle. Okay. Um, you definitely, every other year that I've been there, you, I have to rent a car because it's yeah. also, a very small town in between Denver and Boulder it's really hard to get rideshare there yeah you can walk i mean it's like a couple of miles to walk but like part like the last probably mile or so there's not a sidewalk so like you're walking on the side yeah. of the road and this year was the first year they had a shuttle but we we had a car anyway so you know because yeah when we were finished it was like okay we're going to go into Boulder and go to this place and then we're going to go to this place for dinner and in Louisville, it's like you can go to Smashburger, you can go to the yeah. cap House that's there, and like there are things there. Louisville is has things to do, but it's not Denver.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like. I'm. I'm just want to stay spoiled. I never want to go to Louisville. I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, like, I
0: don't mind. I like. I. I truly. I don't mind Louisville. I is uh, again. It's not Denver, but also at the end of the day. And this was the first year I was there with like actual friends. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, most days it was like in previous years, it was like, I don't care to go back to my hotel room at 4 p.m. and just not drink beer for a few hours and like and then go get dinner and then come back to my hotel. But I'm also like a hermit. So I would stay inside all the time anyway. Um, But yeah, most of the time it's just like maybe I would go like. I'll drive into Denver and go to Hogshead because I can have two, three percent beers and drive back. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's not it, there's not like a, a ton to do, but most days for me anyway, I find judging to
1: be an exhausting process. So yeah. most days I don't mind. The first day I sleep. I was super tired. I didn't do anything that night. Yeah, and and I just want it to be good for the next day. Like I, I feel like I owe it to these brewers to. Right. Do a good job, you know. And and I do like this as a brewer who enters this competition, you know, I get that part of it. Right.
0: The one thing that I get irritated about every year, and I, I get this way with every competition, like NHC is the same way, is the people who get their score sheets back. And I understand it's frustrating to get contradictory information, but at the end of the day, when you're judging first round, you're still agreeing on what three beers to pass along. And like I said, I'm a pretty agreeable judge. That's a good point. I'm not like, I'm not really going to fight with people about most beer styles. Like I, I rarely dig in. I actually, I never dig in, but there have been times when I've been like, no, we need to talk about this some more. But even if I say that your beer has too much honey flavor and the other judge says there's not enough, I understand that that's frustrating, but at the end of the day, there's still a conversation happening about what beers move on and what beers don't. And that's, I I always get defensive seeing people being like, these judges don't know anything. And, you know, why do I even do this? Or it's it's pointless because you just get a bunch of like Cicerone snobs or something, which is actually not true. (laughs) And, you know, like, Why do we even do this? This is pointless. These judges don't know anything, and I like I just get so sick of that every year. I'm like, then don't enter. Yeah, clearly you you are not somebody who enters a lot of competitions because you don't really seem to have a very thick skin. And also maybe if all of the judges see your beer has diacetyl in it, it probably has diacetyl in it. it. We probably know what that tastes like. Yeah, sorry that something went wrong. A lot of people in the
1: process, like. I say a lot of people, that's not necessarily true. Maybe only three people are trying your beer and it gets pushed out year round, round one, but that is a consensus that they came to together with multiple beers in front of them. It's not just like you. Right. right. And yeah. And
0: most beers get pushed out in the first round.
1: Yeah. Well, that's just the nature of the competition. You're only picking right. three out of 12. Right. Welcome know? to the competition. Yeah. And yeah.
0: that's at a table where there's two
1: flights of 12 and there's six tables judging that round. Exactly. And you know, uh, I have this conversation with uh, Jeremy from protagonist like all the time. We consistently will. Okay. So North Carolina Brewers cup and GABF are the prime example because they happen at the same time. So typically we'll enter the same beers to both Mm -hmm. competitions. A lot of breweries do that here. And I swear to God, I don't know why, but every single time we win something at North Carolina Brewers cup, it does not place a GABF, but what we did not win it, brewers cup does place at jbf every single year and he has the same experience and we don't know why we just say well cheers to winning everything i guess but like we just we don't we have no idea why it's not about the caliber of judges either it's like well you know i I, i'm not going to say that i don't i don't know what jbf when you're a judge for jbf you have gone through lots and lots of training you've been accepted right when you're a judge for state competitions it's not like that i'm not just saying anybody can be a judge but there are a bigger pool to choose from and probably a less experience to choose from in some of that group and i'm not saying that that has that is the key here but everyone's palate is so different it depends what kind of mood they're in, the pH of their saliva. Is it a.m.? Is it afternoon? Did they right. have lunch? Do they have? Yeah, like- I was say, is
0: your flight the last flight before
1: lunch? Yeah. Is your beer
0: what's standing in between the judge and their
1: lunch? And there's like Mimosa Goza. We won silver for it in 2019, and we've not won anything for it since then. I don't know. <laughs> we even got feedback one year that said one dimensional. And I was like, this judge doesn't know anything. <laughs> Right.
0: right. Well, and I know I've told this story here before that there is a brewery in North Carolina who they're top selling beer. I really, really like it. And if I see it on tap somewhere, I'm like, oh, awesome. They've got this on tap. I'm going to get it. And I had two different competitions where somebody was like, I thought you said you liked this beer. And I was like, I do. And they're like, no, you do not. You have, <laughs> judged, like, you have judged this twice now. And this, like <laughs> the feedback is like savage and, I love it. <laughs> you know, and, but I was just like, well, that's the, if I'm in a judging situation, then I'm obviously far more critical than <laughs> if I'm sitting at the bar and I see my friend's beer on tap and, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh good, they have this. And I, I like this brewery and like, there's so many factors that go into that. Um, But yeah, they were like, "No, you do not. No, you don't like this beer." (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. But yeah, it's just a different mindset.
1: Yeah, goes to show you. Just goes to show you that the that us judges don't know anything,
0: (laughs) right? Guess what? No one does. That's the. It's. I mean, it's all just. We're actually
1: not judging anything. We're just picking names out of a hat. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha! Secret's been spilled. (laughs) It just takes a really long time a lot of right. a lot of logistics. <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And I think that that, that is something that as people who enter competitions like JBF, it is important to know that like the people who are there take it seriously mm-hmm. and aren't just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we get to come out to Denver and party for a week and we just have to get through this thing. Like it is is a responsibility. Yeah, it is a responsibility that people take very seriously. Um, And sometimes that feedback might look inconsistent, but at the end of the day, it is a consensus among either who else you're judging with or your judging table. Um, Like Rachel said, for like second and third rounds, that's usually going to be the entire, well, especially for medal rounds, that will be Mm -hmm. the entire table deciding these are the three beers. Yeah. And most tables I've been at are either there's usually four medal rounds, like a clear winner. Yeah. Everybody's like, yep. yes, absolutely. Or, you know, yep. like, yeah, this one was in my top four. And then it's kind of like, okay, like, what a second and third look like. And, you know, most of the time, everybody can be like, okay, sure. Like, let's, let's award this one yep. second and this one's third. But they're, you know, it's very, very close.
1: Yeah. And it's never just like a, a toss up. Right. It's never a crapshoot. It's like, no, no, no. This is first, second, third for these reasons right and this is what we've decided and blah 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 and this year everything got to award it sometimes they will not award things like a, a gold or a silver or a bronze if they feel like they don't have a good example but not this and that's very rare it's definitely not the normal um right and I we've think. i've been at
0: tables where we have had those conversations before and it's it is something that you take very, very seriously where it's like everybody involved in the competition is like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Uh, So yeah, it's not just like a, you know, no medal awarded, who cares kind of thing. Like it is, yeah, it is something that is taken very seriously with a lot of discussion.
1: It is also nice to know that at the same time, they won't just fill a bronze spot for the sake of filling a bronze spot. Right.
0: And I know I've also said this on this podcast before, I I am one of those people who doesn't think that there needs to be first, second, and third. I think that if Allagash White at World Beer Cup is bronze, then it's bronze and there's no silver and gold, it happens. Um, I did like kind of the poetic justice of them getting gold at GABF yeah. this year Uh, Because it's a good beer, but you know, I, I definitely fall into the camp of if something is not good enough for third place, then there's no third place rather than just awarding it
1: to third place. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm glad that
0: you had a good time. I did at JBF. As I mentioned, this was my first year having like friends, friends there. I mean, it was just a completely different experience. Yes. You will
1: need to be going with me next year. Just right. so you know, phase three, I yeah. had to be at phase three because I enter beers and and I think I'm going to try to serve at the Denver Rare Beer Festivals next year. Nice. I'm going to try, see, because that's the only thing I really want to do in the heavy metal booth, of course, you know, for <laughs> those who don't know, JBF has a booth of beers from the previous winners of the previous year. So. Oh, I didn't know that. I've never been, I've never actually been to the festival itself. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, they have a medal. So we sent Hazes Guy's Hefeweizen that we won bronze for last year. So they were serving that this year at the heavy metal booth. And you don't have to provide staff for that. Like they have volunteers. So I was like, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. I'll totally do that. Yeah. See you again. Super next year. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be serving Blackberry Goza.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. Um, but yeah, it's it, it is a good time. It's definitely an experience and it's something that is a big honor to be able to be involved. Like it And it, I mean, it means something anytime you judge, you know, it means something to you. It means something to the person who's receiving your feedback, but getting that GABF invitation is like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm it now. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it is, it is surprising that there are people for whom GABF is the only thing they judge and they're like, they're not beer judges. Right. And so that for me coming from the, like kind of the BJCP school of beer judging, the first time I judged and it was, you know, people were like, oh, this is obviously dry hopped. And it's like, no, it's not. You don't know that. It, you you don't <laughs> yeah. know that. Like you you keep making assumptions about the brewing process and that's not a good judging practice. Yeah, does it does not matter? <laughs> and there are definitely yeah. people there that goes back to, are they a good beer judge or are they a guy who owned a brewery in 2010? Mm-hmm you know, and that like JABF is the only time they judge. I, I don't know what other credentials they have beyond just being a guy who owned a brewery 10 years ago and got an invite for that. Um, and that, you know, there are a lot of different factors that come into play for that, but it's definitely, if, if you're listening to this and you're interested, just apply, that's what I always tell people just apply and they will, you know, If you need to update your application, like let's say that you're a certified Cicerone and then you become an advanced Cicerone, you can email them to update that application.
1: Yeah, Uh, and don't wait. I I had someone be like, oh, you know, they were telling me they wanted to judge and like, I think I'm going to wait till I get my advanced. I'm like, don't wait. Don't wait. It doesn't matter. Like I I judged with someone who was his third year and he was working on getting his advanced. Like that's right. you right. have you don't, lots of experience. You don't have to
0: have a yeah. BJCP credential or a Cicerone credential. Exactly. You need to have like sensory and judging experience and don't like, don't be put off by that wait list, you know, like the three yes. to five year wait list in three to five years is going to still be three to five years. So why not judge a GABF at the end of it? Exactly. You know, yeah. and that's there are a ton of people there who judge who don't work in the beer industry, who have never worked in the beer industry, who maybe are like solely BJCP people. Mm. And there are people there who have always worked in the beer industry and don't have don't have a BJCP or Cicerone credential., yep. so it really runs the gamut. So don't count yourself out because you don't think you have something. Apply. Yep. apply anyway, and you know, and advocate for yourself. Tell them why you should be included. And, you know, think about transferable skills. Do you, you know, do you like to cook? Like, is that, is that a big hobby for you? Then like you, you probably have a pretty good palate. and you, you know, are you a project manager? You're probably used to working in a fast-paced environment where you have to work with a lot of different personality types, right? So there are a lot of skills that are very valuable that doesn't come down to just, having a BJCP credential or just being a certain level of Cicerone. Yeah, exactly. So as a reminder, we said that this at the top of the hour, but um, Chris Williams is the director, the competitions director. If you go to the Brewers Association, um, you can look him up. And I'm fairly certain that that is the preferred way now for people to inquire about being GABF judges. If for some reason we find out that that's not correct, then we will update that uh, in a future episode. Like I don't, I don't want like the Brewers Association to be like, why are you telling people this? Um, This is just what we were able to glean in terms of what our experience was, and then what we could find online, Um, and from what I've seen other Brewers Association employees say that you should do in terms of that application process. So thank you everyone for listening. As always, we appreciate your support. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at False Bottom Girls. You can email us falsebottomgirls at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, falsebottomgirls.com. And a special thank you to all of our Patreon listeners. As a Patreon listener, you get um, hopefully two bonus episodes a month. We do a deep dive on styles, and we also have interviews that we do. Um, we're really trying to get back to being consistent with that
1: <laughs> but we, we appreciate
0: all of you and thank you for listening yes. happy judging
1: thank you thank you very much
0: this has been false bottom girls and
1: we make the Bruin world go round